You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. address uh, the elephant in the room i uh made a major mistake taylor in the editing of last week's episode uh Uh-oh. and uh we had several concerned messages and emails about it from our fans um of course that was a fan question episode so people were probably wondering hey i want you to answer my question <laughs> they're waiting they tuned in specifically to hear their question on air and there was no episode so what happened was my audio file is fine your audio file taylor on the other hand is two audio files on top of each other oh both you talking for but about two different things like two different episodes oh on top of each other echo, so i, I was speak. say echo taylor <laughs> yeah. but not even yeah, echo no, no it's just <laughs> two different taylors so i and what's weird Taylor, what's really weird is that it's still timed out properly. So I talk, and then two of you answer. <laughs> and one of your answers Ooh. is in line with what I'm saying, and the other one is not. <laughs> Taylor in the multiverse. Exactly, the multiverse Taylor. So I didn't realize, like, you know, I, I listened to the episode while I'm editing it, and I do not know how this happened. Because I did the Wouldn't editing. Wouldn't the file be so big? It wasn't, though. That's what's weird. This is what's really strange. So the file size was normal. In the the, the editing software I use, you, you've got your mic line and your tailor line, and they're two different tracks. So I can edit our volumes. I can touch up things. I can cut out things. My swears. When, yeah, Taylor swears. <laughs> things like that. I can I can work around it. My line is was totally fine, and so was yours while I'm editing it. Like, I'm listening to the episode, no issues. It was actually a pretty easy edit. There weren't too many things to take out. I just kind of cleaned things up a little bit. Not too bad. I downloaded the file as normal, sent it off, did all the things, and yet, somehow, the file has two Taylor audio files on it. And I, have, I just don't even know, because I went back into my editing software to that episode, and I played it, and it was fine. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. I'm so confused how I did that's this. A, that's a new one. It's completely new. So I, what I did, Taylor, is I wiped it completely clean, um, even because I, I usually work off of a, like, Screening in Kingston, like, template that I have in there that has our opening and has volume set to, like, kind of the levels that we normally need. I wiped everything clean, put the audio files back in from last week, got everything together, resubmitted it, sent it off. CFRC says they're going to get it up. So hopefully by the time this episode is up, they've replaced the file. And and everyone, you can go back and listen to last week's episode now with a bunch of fan questions because I, I Sorry, was trying to fix was it. it. It also impacted the people who download the podcast? Oh, 100%. Yes. So what aired on air? That episode. <laughs> that, and that's why. <laughs> so Taylor, on Tuesday, on Tuesday... We, I got, we, I mean, you saw, we got a message over Facebook from Tyler Vance. Um, I, I received several emails on Tuesday around showtime. Cause I know we've got quite a few people who listen on CFRC as well. 
you know, they sent, they were like, what, what is this? What is going on? What is happening here? So several concerned fans uh, reached out. Um, and yes, it affected they, everybody. They wrote in, Taylor's finally lost her mind. Yeah, Taylor's, Taylor's on two different levels here. Because it was, it's so funny because we're answering fan questions, but then you, second you, goes off on a Barbie tangent every so often. <laughs> it's it, must really been our Barbie, it must have been our Barbie episode, eh? Or the one after, because I think it was talking about the box office. Right. And that type of thing. So in the middle of like you talking about Sound of Freedom, which was last week, we were like answering fan questions about Sound of Freedom. So you here you are talking about Sound of Freedom, kind of like a serious topic. And then second you is like, and the Barbie movie, it's so fun. <laughs> and all these things are happening in the box office. It's great. It's just so tonally different. But then what's weird is you both finish talking at the same time. And then I talk. And it's, yeah, it's, which is weird. You would think it would be, the timing wouldn't be correct. Well, welcome to my brain, I guess. That's kind of just, but I didn't psychically make that happen. That's a new one. Yeah, so. I've never had this happen before. So yeah, amateur hour over here with my editing. Um, but or is it should be it's fixed like, by now. That's like a mistake that I think, you know, like, <laughs> it's so beyond, it's, such a weird mistake. It's like, would an amateur even be able to make that mistake? I don't even know how it happened because the file I was editing, even when I went back after, I listened to all of your audio, not all of it, but a chunk of your audio. And there was no double audio. Weird. Weird. So, so I have no, I have no idea. I have no idea how it happened. Um, but should, great, should be good to go by now. And the great one you can know screening in Kingston mess up of 2023 yeah, yeah, like every year we have to have like one yeah. one really bad mess yeah. up like the what time a high quality episode and I actually think last week's episode was quite good yeah like with the fan questions like it was it's worth listening to and, and it's the one I completely screw up I don't know I I don't know how it happened but the point is, is it should be good now and hopefully you can go back and listen to it um, so I, I encourage you, if you're listening on CFRC as well, go to our podcast, uh, go to the CFRC podcast page. You'll find Screening at Kingston. Go listen to the episode there, and I'll make sure that this one that you're listening to now has no issues. But you should be able to go back and listen to the last weeks as well. The, and and you're not if you listen out of order, it's not the worst thing. There's nothing we're doing today that really like jumps off of last week there's a couple more fan questions that we did have that came after the deadline we will answer those today but it doesn't matter the order doesn't matter we're not like this isn't like a, a series where every no. <laughs> you know now now this is episode whatever and we get the conclusion Season whatever taylor three, said last episode yeah. eight <laughs> so but i thought that was very it was just very weird and it was only your audio file Gremlins and it was two tonally different taylors which was really funny <laughs> Yeah, my two personalities. Gremlins in the machine, Mike. What are you going to do? Life yeah, happens. That's exactly. Um, so as I said, we've got some fan questions uh, to to answer from last, or last week. Um, and then I think I think we both watched some streaming movies. I watched The Beanie Bubble. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, Taylor, I, I watched... So I watched two movies. Ooh. Because I needed a palate cleanser after the first one I watched. So I watched I watched uh On a Wing and a Prayer. No, I haven't I don't heard know of if that you've one. heard of that one? Okay. No. It Dennis Quaid, based on a true story. Oh. He he's in a he's in a pass a small passenger jet that's just transporting his family and the 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 pilot dies. 
and he, and has, he has to, to take land over. A plane. Yeah, but it's it's so, a thriller. Very, it's well, it's quite religious. Like it's oh. quite ba- like faith based. Like it's a faith based Dennis- movie, but it's also based on real life and a true story. Is Dennis Quaid a Christian? No. He is not. He's just, just playing. Like odd. It just seems like weird casting. Like, is it? You know who else is in it? He- Heather Graham. <laughs> and I don't. I don't know anything about her. But they both play like very like Christian, like South, like religious. Yeah, evangelical. Yeah. Is this like yeah. a mainstream movie? It's this is Sound um, of Freedom no, all this, over again. No, it, it's not. Well, I mean, it, it is like it was an Amazon Prime movie. Oh. Um. But it, but I mean, I got a lot to say about it. Uh, but it was, it, it's, it's. I, I would say it's probably not on the same level as Sound of Freedom. It, it is. They just happen to be movie. Christians because it's yes, they just, a true story exactly, okay. and and got because it. of the the title that they went with, like his, he plays a character who's kind of lost his faith, and this got situation it. makes him regain his faith. Because again, spoiler alert to history, he lands the plane. <laughs> it's basically what happens. Already, already, I have found a commonality between our two movies. Stupid names, Beanie Bubble and and on a wing and a prairie. <laughs> and I know that that's like an airplane saying, or like that's yes. like a saying, but still, like saying. stupid, stupid names. So, and then you watched another one, and then after a- that, I needed a palate cleanser, so I turned to Adam Driver and I watched Sixty Five, which is a movie that came out a little earlier this year that I missed, so I watched it on streaming. And it's a it's a action fantasy movie oh. um, with Adam Driver, uh, and he also he is m- also in one called The Report, which is on Amazon. Is that yes? Name? That's a very good movie. That that was late last year. Like okay. that was I think that was like a COVID movie that then got pushed and then was released. Because that was being you know how Amazon sometimes. They do a better job than Netflix, I think, of advertising their movies. Mm-hmm. So somehow, I don't know if it was like in my to watch queue or what, but yeah. it was just the report. I'm like, I I've, heard I've that seen, I watched that. It's very good. Oh, okay. I think it's a very good like political thriller. Right. Um, okay. Also in '65, Ariana Greenblatt, who plays the the tween in Barbie, like the daughter. Oh. So it and it, the whole movie is just the two of them. Huh. Because they crash land on the planet and everyone else is dead and he's got to get her out of there kind of thing. Um, Si- so the 65 or 65? It's just called 65. Um, okay. And in my review, I'll explain. More. One of the things that's difficult about that movie, I will say, is I saw the trailer a long time ago and the trailer completely ruins the movie because there's one thing that explains the title that you find out 20 minutes of the movie, which would have been a cool, like, Oh, this is what Tease this is? Or reveal. I yeah, guess, reveal. Yeah. Even though it's early in the movie, I would I would have preferred not knowing that going into it. So I don't even know what to do with reviewing this film. It's been up for a few yeah. months now, but. I am going to allude. We, You just said you can listen to these episodes completely out of order. I am going to talk about our fan question episode. Someone wrote in saying, have you ever watched a trailer that ruined a movie? And both of us were kind of like, him and hawing like we can't think of an example <laughs> literally it happened to you and then this, this is it. week yeah. <laughs> this is it that's true this is the conclusion of that because that yeah. trailer they they revealed too much i would you don't know until you see the movie exactly like you could have you could have just said oh this is a movie like in the trailer this is a movie about adam driver crashing on a planet needing to get this young girl that he doesn't know to safety that would have been enough 
Like yeah. that's that's all I thought. The, but then I, I, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, oh. And then the way it's revealed in the movie, I was like, if I had not known this and just watched the movie, I would have like been so excited 20 minutes and be like, this is what we're doing. Cool. <laughs> like it really goes in a direction. Um, but, but yeah, we can. Uh, we'll get into your review, but it's just out of curiosity. Yes. Also an Amazon movie or was this in theaters? This was in theaters. It's okay. now, I, I watched it on Crave, I think. This was in movie theaters just before the summer. Like this was like a late spring, early summer. Got it. Movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, written written by uh, the two guys who had co co wrote the the first um what do you call it that that movie <laughs> the uh quiet place yeah i'm like yeah, i don't know they they wrote a they co-wrote a quiet place and they co-wrote like boogeyman like these kind of horror movies that, that have come across uh, the years krasinski right he directed he directed the first one and wrote the second one got it got it yeah he he did not write the the first one he he these the, the these two, this combo of writers wrote the first Quiet Place and he just directed it. That kind of, that annoys me even more where he was like, I'm not going to direct the second one, but I'll write it. Where do you get oh, off? I, I, I think he, oh no, I think he directed and wrote the second. Sorry. I think John okay. Krasinski directed the first movie, directed and wrote the second because he loved the first movie so much. Like I think. Like it's his fanfic. It. Anyways, yeah. I just, I think it's, you know, uh, we've talked about it on the show before. I always think it's like weird when actors like, get into directing and then want to do everything like the very uh what's his name j-lo's husband ben affleck ben affleck i i just think it's like such an ego trip like i'm gonna write i knew that based on (laughs) j-lo's husband says (laughs) my second cue was gonna be dunkin donuts if you didn't get j-lo i was Anyways, I know people are multifaceted. You can have you can do different things, but like there's always something it it always just rubs me a little bit the wrong way when an actor is like, I'm gonna become a director. People are multifaceted. (laughs) I'm sorry, I I just read that in context of what you just said of like JLo's husband and Dunkin' Donuts, people can be multifaceted. Yeah, Yeah. he can be multiple things. He can be JLo's husband and a Dunkin' Donuts fan. Dunkin' Donuts fan. Yeah, he's allowed to be. Both things. <laughs> that's like that's all. That's the way you just like what continued your sentence. I, that's where I thought you were talking about. Like what? <laughs> we're off the rails today. Yeah. This. Oh is my idea. goodness. <laughs> we're all we're all out of sorts. We're all out of sorts. We are um, out of sorts. I, Taylor, I do have some fan questions. Great. That we're left over. Give it to give it to me. Um. Okay. So, okay. So this one actually. This is a this is a good segue because the other thing I wanted to quickly talk about was the next movie I'm seeing um, is that Voyage of the Demeter, the last Voyage. Of the Demeter. Oh yeah, it's like the it's a I I don't know. This isn't a spoiler because it's only my opinion based on seeing the trailer. It looks like a Dracula movie. Oh no, but it it's is not yeah, yeah. Dracula. Is it being marketed? It, like, is it? Is it based on? It's Bram based Stoker's? on Dracula. Okay, that's yes. what I thought. Because Bram, Bram Stoker is listed in as like writing credits. Based got it. Got it. I didn't yeah, know if so that was like a spoiler, but well, like... that's kind of kind of to my point. Like, I have a prediction for that movie. What what I think is going to happen? And this fan wrote in here. So this is from Justine, and Justine wants to know: Are predictions about movies considered spoilers? Which yeah, I think okay. is an interesting question. 
Because I literally just was like, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it's just my opinion. Hey, Justine. I feel like five years ago, ten years ago, we would not have had to be like that. You know right. what I mean? Like, I literally would have just been like, hey, Mike, did you see the trailer? It looks like a Dracula movie, but instead of a vampire, he's an alien. But now we're like, oh, is that a spoiler? <laughs> is that what you think is going to happen? <laughs> or I is it he- an example? <laughs> I read a headline that said that maybe it's going to be an alien and not a vampire. <laughs> Oh man, what a twist that would be. It looks like such a serious movie too. Like it looks like a really like grounded takes grim. place just on a ship, like grim movie and it's going to be an alien. Plot twist, not a vampire, it's an alien. I don't know. I don't know. I, like what do you think? Like if if I if you okay, so you have like for example, if you predicted that, oh, it's not going to be Dracula, it's going to be an alien, and then I had a different prediction and one of those turned out to be right. Is that considered a spoiler or are we no. just like See, I don't think, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it is, but I think hardcore people, there are people out there that would would consider it a spoiler. Like, no, you've ruined it for me. But like, you don't know. It's like, it's literally a prediction. You don't know until you see the movie. So it's not like I'm going out to ruin it for you. Exactly. Sharing our ideas prior to the film. It's like, it's like thinking about just like anything even a sporting match or something and being like, oh, I think this team's going to win. When you're not spoiling it, you're just making you a guess. You spoiled no it idea. for me. Yeah, like you have no idea what's going to happen. And so th- that's the thing. Like, okay, I didn't know about the alien thing, first of all. I didn't know about that. But my my prediction for this movie from seeing, like only seeing the trailer and seeing that Dracula looks completely different, my prediction was it's a Dracula who's been kept hostage or held held captive or whatever for a long time he breaks loose out on the ship and as he eats and consumes people he's going to slowly transform and regenerate back into dracula that's my that's my, a, good, a good theory he kind yeah. of looks like the vampire from midnight mass because he looks more monstrous yeah more creature like so that's kind of why i thought but see the alien thing would make sense too they think it's like a Dracula thing, but it's some sort of alien creature. I just think there must be a twist because Dracula has yes. been done so many times. And it's 100% movie, there has to be. It'd be a little bit like, wah, wah, if it's just like true to the source material. Because in the source material, spoiler alert, Dracula comes over from Transylvania via boat. And like in the book, it's chronicled through captain's logs. So, like, this movie is just, like, the Captain Log portion of the book, from what I'm understanding. So, like, if it's just, like, a true adaptation, it's kind of like, okay, so You've what? You've got to do something. You've got to do something with it. I'm kind of, I like, I was intrigued enough by the trailer that made me go, you know, actually, I want to see this movie. And that was just my prediction of, oh, well, I think they'd call it something else if they weren't interested in it being Dracula. Like, if they just wanted to tell a story about any kind of vampire or creature or monster, they do something else. But because it's Dracula, I think there's going to be some sort of transformation that's part of this. Like feeding on people again for the first time turns him back into more of a human-looking creature. We don't do... We try to avoid spoilers, but next week you're definitely going to have to tell us if your theory is right. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely have to. Like I I think we won't be able to to avoid that. But yeah. but to answer back to the question, I would say no. You kind of have to be crazy if you think that that's ruining a movie by sharing your thoughts. You but in have our, to be crazy. But in our crazy culture of like yeah. fandom and stands and like spoilers, I can I can definitely see people being like that's a spoiler. Well, one I of don't the things, agree. But. Yeah. One of the debates around 
like Avengers Infinity War was what would be considered a spoiler because in the comic books, you know how one thing happens. Like, you know what happens in the comic book. But a lot of people haven't read the comic books, so I understand, like, staying away from that. But the other thing was even the people who read the comic books went into Avengers Infinity War saying they're not going to do this. They're not going to do it that way. There's no way. And then they did. Like, they did it. Like, Thanos and then they what? And then they felt put out? No, they they were they were shocked. They oh. were just like, oh, like what? Like there's because they went into it thinking, oh, there's no way they'll do do it like the comic books. Right. They have to make a change because no movie ends with a villain winning. That's never right. happened. It won't happen. And then when they did it, so it felt not like a spoiler, even though they knew it was coming because it was so unbelievable. And it was the same thing. Like I knew that in the comic books, he he does snap away people. He does win and succeed for a short period of time. But I didn't think that was going to happen. I went into it thinking like, oh, there's he, they're going to defeat the villain by the end of the movie, of course. And they did this, this might be controversial, but I think even sharing theories based on the original IP is not a spoiler. So like if, you know, Marvel fans got together and say like you had read the comic and someone hadn't, I don't think it's a spoiler if you said, oh, in the comics, X, Y, Z happens. So maybe it's going to happen in the movie. Hmm. Unless the person is like, don't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you've got to, I think that's a person to person thing for, for sure. Because I would like, just to, because we've been talking about Greta Gerwig a lot, um, Little Women, I had never read that book. Right. If you told me what happened in that book, I would have considered that a spoiler going into the movie. Really? See, it's, yeah, it's I like didn't know what's her face died. I didn't know that. Spoiler for people who haven't time, read the book. The, the, the yeah, movie okay, yet. I'm sorry. If you by now haven't seen, even <laughs> I have seen it. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that's, it's like the same when people talk about, like when we were doing movies from a hat and we're like, this movie came out 30 years ago. Yes. It's not a spoiler anymore. No, no, that, like, that I agree The book with. is a hundred years old. If you haven't read it, tough cookies i don't know like i if you haven't seen a movie that's been out or a book or read a book that's been out for 30 years you're not interested in it enough to care about yeah you would have found it by now no i that i agree with but i agree i think uh, yeah it just comes down to person to person like if you're discussing the original ip is it going to impact the adaptation or like the new Mm. movie personally i don't think that's a spoiler but again i think you'd have to respect yeah. the boundaries and wishes of the person you're talking to i think you should give spoiler warnings i think you should should know enough to say to someone like oh i you know this might be considered a spoiler so people like, have a chance we to, like, do it all the time on the show but like we, if you think we, about we it give a warning we give a warning we tell people like hey we're going to talk about this or we're gonna, like we try but, like to us speculating sort of us speculating about the joker movie for instance we've never put a warning on that no, that's true. And we've talked about the co- like, like what happens in the comic books and like character development mm-hmm. based on the original IP. No, that's so, true. That is true. Yeah. I think to me, a comic book adaptation though, and a book adaptation to me feel really different because they do stray from the comics a lot. Whereas all the like the book movie reviews we've been doing recently, there are things in there that would have spoiled it one way or another. We like, do. Put, I, I we did do, get that. You know. We do put a disclaimer on that. Like, I'm pretty sure every time we do a book club, we're like, light spoiler warning. Yes, we're going to we talk do. about the yeah. book and the movie. So, yeah. 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 And, and that, that's and intre- it's I, an interesting. It is question. tricky. It is tricky. It, like, it, it, that, this, this has way more nuance than I, than I thought it would. Um, because, yeah, I think, I think it does depend on the person. 
And I think it does depend. But when you're talking about pre-existing IP, I think that can get a little tough. But when you're talking about, I have no basis at all for what this movie, The Last Voyage of the the Demeter or whatever it's going to be. I have no, Dementor, is that what it is? Dementor. I, I have no idea what that's going to be. So I'm speculating out of nothing. Right. Not even reading reading a book or anything to so I to me that that's not spoilers, but I can also understand if someone wants to go in completely blind to two movies because I like like sixty five. It actually would have benefited that movie to have a completely different trailer. And I will tell you right now, I'm probably going to get into it today. Spoiler alert: if if sixty five, I'll give my beginning review before I go into spoilers. But if sixty five sounds interesting to you, go watch it and then come back and listen. And don't to watch the, the trailer. Yeah, do, do not watch the trailer because, you know, it's uh, it spoils it. Uh, a couple more quick questions we do have to get through here. Um, so this one, uh, <laughs> this one's kind of an interesting one. So this one comes from Evie. Um, and Evie wants to know, um, while you're recording the show, is it difficult to keep focused with so many different topics to discuss and so many different things going on? What is your setup look like? Do you have to be in a room completely blocked off from everyone else? Do you just have your computer in front of you? Do you have multiple tabs open? How does it look for each of you when you record? That's for me, B. I sit in my nursery, my son's nursery, with my laptop on my lap. It used to. I used to have a different setup in my, our old house before the baby came. Like in the spare bedroom, I had a desk. I had like an actual microphone. I used like over-the-ear um, headphones. I was a lot more professional pre-baby, if you can call it <laughs> professional. But um, no, like I definitely like can't record with like my husband or the baby in the room because the microphone would pick them up. So like I have to be by myself. And um, I don't have notes. Occasionally, I'll have like a tab or two open based on the movie I'm talking about. And if we're in like real time, if there's something that I need to look up, like I'll just pull up Google, but like very few tabs are open. Um, I don't know. Our show is like very easy to record, Mike, because I feel like we just always have a lot to talk about. So it just yeah. flows really naturally. There's there's no end of topics. If anything, we we run out of time before yeah. we run out of things to say. So that part's easy. Um, yeah, my setup is, is at a desk. I'm in my second bedroom. Um, I'm at a desk. It's much more sparse in this room. It, that's mainly to try to keep my cat out, um, and away. So there's not much in here, just a desk. Um, and I've got my microphone attached to the desk. So I have kind of a nice little setup in here, but I'm kind of the same as you, Taylor. I might have a couple tabs open about the movie I'm talking about. And sometimes I forget. So I, I panic at the beginning of my review to find so I can get people's names right and things like that. But yeah, other than that, I mean, keeping focus is only difficult because sometimes we go off on tangents, but I wouldn't say it's difficult to come up with topics or things. So this is always something to talk about. There's always some sort of movie related news, even if we're not as interested in the reviews that we're doing. And we always have, we typically are just doing like hot takes. So, like, it's not, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not hard to, like, stay focused on what we're talking about. I don't know. Like, we're just – I feel like I'm just, like, reacting. So, like, I don't have mm-hmm. to, like, focus, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or, like, it's easy to focus, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I 
Evie may Evie might be a new listener, but like our podcast is literally just like an hour long conversation that Mike then edits for like not even clarity, just for like um, audio, like in the sense that like you're not like cutting things out to make to like edit the episode. Does that make sense? Like it's literally yeah, like only, you're making sure I our audio. Make, yeah, I literally only make cuts if there's an issue or a problem or we run into some sort of reason why we have to stop which has happened like i i t- say katie wilson's place of work <laughs> yes exactly he's like you say someone's place of work or we reveal something that we should very personal and, yeah very personal like that that has definitely happened but other than that it for the most part it flows well enough that even the editing time i've got down to a nice half hour i'm saying this the week after a big editing issue but for the most part things are smooth enough that there's not much, you're right, there's not much I have to edit out for content purposes. It's just to make sure everything's flowing properly, make sure you can hear us, and that, yeah, there's no slip-ups. There's no swear word, or there's no moment. Um, sometimes I leave some things in because I don't know what <laughs> how people react, so I, I <laughs> err on the side of, well, I'll just leave it in and see what happens. But See what we can get away with. I will say that sometimes our theme episodes are more difficult because those yes. ones we have to prepare in advance. That's true. Like those ones might have like lists, you know, like our top lists, like we have to have those prepared. Um, I find we often run out of time on our themed episodes because there's so much to talk about and we get a lot more fan questions for those episodes. So those are more tricky. Yeah. And like you said, when last week, when we do just like a mailbag episode, those are probably the easiest. Yeah, because there's very there's very little prep, and we're just reacting to whatever the question is. Um, and then, yeah, the regular screening Kingston episodes where we review movies is really just reviewing and going over anything that we've reviewed. And then, yeah, it gets only more complex when we come up with themes or various things. And sometimes, you know, there's more editing when we have guests. That takes a little bit longer, but no, otherwise, otherwise, I've never had an issue staying focused. It's just sometimes we don't stay on task. Like sometimes yeah. we get to, for example, 30 <laughs> minutes into the episode, we still have a couple of fan questions left and we still have three movies to review. So that's where it's like, oh, are we going to get there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Good classic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> moving on. Um, okay. Uh, this one comes from Eileen. Um, so Eileen wants to know, oh, this is a question for you, Taylor. Uh, Eileen wants to know, Taylor, are you concerned at all about what, types of movies that you're watching uh while baby george is near you or sleeping or potentially listening is that something you're worried about or do you think that he's still too young to really pick up on any of the different things that you're watching so the when he's napping i'm like watching it on my phone with earbuds so like he can't even hear it um and as a family we only watch about 15 to 30 minutes of a show um, like a night and like right now we're watching Victorian farm <laughs> which is a television <laughs> show from like what? 2009 so like okay. I would say that we are being like a little bit more choosy now that like he's like he's nine months now like when he was a newborn like it did not matter and like we would have like tv on and stuff uh, I think we're being a little bit choosy now with like the amount of screen time and um in terms of like the movies I watch for the show there's no way that he can, like, he's literally asleep. He can't see or hear what I'm watching. I will say, though, that I felt 
even when he was a newborn, I felt like guilty listening to true crime while like he was in the room, like graphic true crime or yeah, like things with yeah. swears. So like I stopped <laughs> for a while, yeah. but now like because I listen to podcasts with my earbuds in, he doesn't even hear like yeah. what the only things that he like we don't really monitor is like the music we listen to, but like we don't listen to a lot of like I would say like inappropriate music mm-hmm. so some of the music we listen to like has swears in it but yeah when he's a little bit older we'll have to be more careful with that but um yeah he just is enjoying Victorian farm right now 15 to 30 minutes in the evenings well I mean it's very wholesome <laughs> it's like chickens and cows and life on a farm in the victorian oh, times wow. so i can't think of much more wholesome than that yeah. um there are yeah, swears it, sometimes though but oh okay we let well, it i don't know if i i ever told you taylor that the only because my my cat won't stay in the room when i watch movies or tv shows because it's too loud she's like very very at first to sound yeah so i don't know if i told you the only show that I've ever put on that she'll like walk in the room and physically sit down and like sleep is Downton Abbey. Really? Yeah. There's something about the She's soothing. It's a little <laughs> snooty, I guess. A little. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's something about the, <laughs> the soothing. When I, when I did that Downton Abbey binge, when I finally decided to actually watch it, she actually came in the room and like would sit down. She's and British. Sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Wow. This show. And they're just like, oh, you know, the Cartwrights are coming to dinner and all the silverware isn't correct. And she's, she's loving it. Yeah. So I she's lapping it up. I have a follow up question for you, Taylor. I don't know if you're going to want to answer this. So we'll cut it out if you don't. And feel free to, to not answer this. But when when George gets older, like, do you have ever have any of the thoughts of like, because sometimes kids will 100 percent like grab onto what the parents love and will have like develop similar tastes. But then sometimes kids go the exact opposite direction. Like if George grows up and his, his favorite types of movies, like the Patriot, would that, would you die a little inside? Like, would that hurt you? Yes. Yeah. I, it would hurt me, but like Dan likes movies. Like, <laughs> Oh really? Oh, okay. Okay. So the, yeah. Okay. So that it would that make would Dan be... happy. Um, probably. I don't know if he actually likes the Patriot specifically or he was just teasing. But that, 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 type it, of, but that type, that type of, of movie. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, it would make me a little sad. Like, mm, but yeah, yeah. if it makes Dan happy, then that's a win. You know what I mean? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That is um, at least like if one of the parents, you know, if you, if, if a child attaches to like the interests of one parent, then that's yeah. okay. But, but sometimes he... you do see that you see a kid go and they're completely different in terms of their watching interests, whatever, than their parents. You sometimes do see that. If he develops like a Tyler Vance yes. taste in movies. Yes, what if he becomes the next Tyler Vance? What, what would you do then? He's going to go live with his grandparents. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he's going to go live with his grandparents. <laughs> he can join Tyler Vance on the TCC. Yeah. Well, uh, Tyler can babysit. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be my biggest fear of having someone like Tyler Vance babysit is that they'd be watching like, under the skin or whatever that movie was or what was that movie with the spider and I think Jake it is, Gyllenhaal? oh i don't know but under the skin whatever that one Scarlett was. Johansson. Yeah. i think i would be more concerned because like if he develops by that time he would be like a teen you know what yes. i mean yeah and so like he can kind of watch his movies on his own like in his bedroom or whatever um as long as they're not like i don't know torture porn or whatever but um <laughs> 16 year old okay, watching was, hostile. 
That's um, not the direction I thought the yeah. conversation but, uh, was going. <laughs> I would be more concerned if he's listening to like really cruddy music. Cause then like yeah. you hear it. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. He's listening to like insane clown posse at like 100 pumping through the house. I'd be more concerned about that than his taste in movies. We'll see. But yes, it would gut me if he yeah. didn't like any of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> I <liked>. yeah. <laughs> Just absolutely despises all your movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. One more fan question here. Uh, and this one's to me. Oh. Um, so this one says, having uh, now seen theater camp, Oh, they also spelt theater camp the American way. Uh, that's incorrect. But anyway, having now uh, seen theater camp, I'm very curious to know if this is accurate to Mike's experience with theater and going to school for theater. I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing two or three interesting stories from your time at theater school. Um, you should have read it theater. Theater, my time at theater school. Yeah, and as I as I mentioned uh, with theater camp, but I guess... You probably that that's part of the episode that was corrupt. So you probably didn't hear me kind of talk about that. I didn't go to theater camp. Like I I got involved in theater much later. I like high late high school, so I didn't really go to theater camp. But I I still definitely uh, some of the characters and such in there. Um, here's part of my issue with telling stories from from my my time in theater. You're still friends I have, with all of them, and you don't. No, want to no, 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 no. No, I I can't. No, Taylor, it's worse than that. I can't remember. Oh yeah. Yesterday, yeah. <laughs> like I have such a, I have such a. I know I went to university for theater. I know I ran a theater company. Can I tell you things that happen on a day to day basis? No, I I have such a terrible memory. Now I do. I have two what I think are relatively funny stories that I don't mind telling because they mainly revolve around uh, me being stupid. So quick story. Number one, I have always, I've never been a very academically strong person. So here I am at Queens, very liberal arts school and the head of the drama department is one of my teachers. And I was, I was very practical. I like to do theater, but I didn't like to write about it. And I would not really put a lot of effort into assignments. And I, I was never really great with that kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm not a big person who's going to be studying really hard and then writing out things. So they were handing back a big essay and in front of the whole class, the head of the drama department stops at me hands back my paper and says, Mike, one day you might produce on Broadway, but you're never going to write the great American novel. (laughs) (laughs) And and I was like, wow, that's hurtful. And (laughs) that's that's (laughs) very stingful as you're handing back an essay and saying this in front of all my classmates. So that's one. And then two, I was always involved in the behind the scenes of theater and I did do acting and that's kind of how I, I started, but I don't have any skills and I don't have any talents. So in one of the acting classes I took, we had a, a, an entire semester on clowning. So we didn't have like clowning as its own course, but it was a semester as part of one of the acting classes. So in clowning, you had to come up with your own character and everyone was basing it off of skills they could do, like really fun, interesting things. Everyone, for some reason, has another skill play the this instrument juggle do whatever like everyone has a skill but me so i came and up me. With... this is why we're podcast podcast hosts yeah. and nothing <laughs> yes, else yes. yes and that's that's you know but no other transferable skills so i came up with mike the talentless clown so i would just not do anything like i would dress up as a clown wherever but just like 
not be able to do anything. Right. And that was like my character. I just couldn't succeed or do anything. It did not go over well with the teacher. Uh, they thought I was just doing it to get out of work, but I was just like, I don't have a skill. You don't and understand me. <laughs> you don't get it. I don't have. And their opinion was, you should learn one. And I thought, well, I'm not going to learn a skill in like a couple of months. <laughs> like that's not something for this like, one for a half credit for like get, a half credit get out of here. for like one credit. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. So they were partially right. It was a little bit I didn't want to do it, but yeah, I thought I thought it was clever. They they did not think. So those are the only like two fun stories that I can think of from my time in theater. But otherwise, I just don't have any camp stories because I never did it. I was never a theater kid. I The first time, like I took theater as classes in grade like 10, 11, and 12. But it was my return year to, to, to my high school that I finally started to get into theater. Like it, it was, I was very much a late bloomer. So unfortunately, I don't have any camp stories. Um, but there you go. Thank you to everyone for your fan questions. We do have three movies to quickly review in less than 20 minutes. We can do it. We can do it. I'm going to start with 65 um, because that's the one I care about talking about a little bit more uh, than the other one. So 65, Adam Driver, Ariana Greenblatt. Um, Adam Driver plays a pilot in a in sort of a futuristic spaceship um, that ha- he ha- his daughter is sick. And he needs the he needs money to to help her get medication or something. That it's not it's not really explained, but it's not that important. So he's he's a he's a pilot for settlers. He will cargo pilot across great distances, and he's about to leave on a mission for two years. Something goes wrong. He crashes on a planet. The only survivor in the entire craft other than him, like in, in like state, he has all these people in stasis tubes is this young girl. So it's basically about him, this girl who's about the age of his daughter and trying to get her to safety. Um, and it is, it is like Taylor, it's it for being a massive sci-fi movie. It's the two of them for 95% of the movie. So they got to have chemistry. Yes. And you see his wife and daughter at the beginning to set up the plot, but it's, it's the two of them. Um, Ariana Greenblatt does a great job because her character is essentially like nonverbal. So she can talk, but in a language that Adam Driver doesn't understand. Oh. And so that adds another dynamic because he's, he's a father, but also a soldier trying to communicate with this really scared, like young, young child. And they, they, they have a language barrier, which kind of makes it interesting as well. This How they pull really... that off? Is she speaking like Spanish and he's English, or like no, an she's alien? Speaking a completely made up language. Oh, and and they explain it with one line because he's recording logs at the beginning, trying to send out um, distress signals, and he explains there's only one survivor. She's from the northern provinces. My translator's broken, so we have a communication issue. I'm hmm. going to do my best to get her to whatever location, but you need to send help. Like he's sending out a distress call. And they, that's, that's it. Like the world building is really good where they don't explain too much, but they, they, they leave it to your imagination to kind of come up with things, but they give you enough to make it understood. Like, okay, we know she's speaking a different language. He's now got to get her through these things. He's on this planet. He doesn't understand. There appears to be monsters around on this planet. So it's, it's Adam driver is one weapon and her and trying to get through all these like forests with monsters very like a la predator and all these kind of like that kind of feel to the movie 
but it's very isolated between the two of them. And it, they do a fantastic job. Like the two of them together kind of make this movie and their chemistry is really good. And he's like, he's re he does a great job of balancing. I have to be like sweet and nice to this young girl, but I'm also a soldier and I got to get her out of this situation. And I think that only a really good actor can kind of pull that off and make it look good. And he, he does a really good job. Now, spoiler alert <laughs> to be like, if, if that sounds interesting, if that sounds interesting to you, go turn this off or skip five minutes to Taylor's review and go watch 65. Cause if I only thought that was the movie, that would have been enough to drive me in. And then what I'm about to explain kind of was a bit, but 20, the title of this movie doesn't appear till 20 minutes into the movie. And that's when it's revealed that it's that 65 means 65 million years ago, a visitor landed on earth. So he's an alien from a species that's very advanced and 65 million years ago, when there are dinosaurs on the planet, they crash land on the planet and it's their Adam drivers and driver. So Adam driver is not human. He's like a human type species, but is from a different planet and he crash lands on earth. 65 million years ago it's his present but it's it's there are dinosaurs on earth he thinks they're alien monsters but they're dinosaurs oh oh yeah oh and so what's interesting <laughs> i'm like trying to wrap my head around this. yes so okay. so for the first 20 minutes of the movie you don't you know think this. you're in the future you think you're just in the future but but, but we're not because of their technology and from that point forward you as an audience are now ahead of them you know what's going on. We understand right. the dangers that are out there. He's telling the, this little girl, he's like, listen, there are like weird alien creatures out there. I don't know who they, like he's only seen little ones at this point. There's a T-Rex eventually. There's raptors. There's all the like creatures we know are out there. We know this. He doesn't. He just thinks, oh, there's like alien creatures. I don't know anything about them. And they gave this away in the trailer? Yes. That's a bummer. Which they shouldn't have done. If they had just made it like I described in the first Yeah, what a twist. That's thing. like an M. Night Shyamalan yes. twist. And it's, tw so 20 minutes into the movie, he sees a dinosaur footprint, which is clearly a dinosaur footprint. He looks at it, and then the title comes up, which is 65, and then under it is text, million years ago, a visitor crash landed on Earth. And like, that's basically what we're doing. So they, they and this they're like it's a race against time. They've got to get out of there. Like Taylor, the the meteor that crashes yeah. on Earth is, is also coming at this time. So all this stuff's happening. There's a ticking clock, which makes it kind of interesting. But the trailer like ruined that aspect of the movie. And I, and I was thinking like, oh, this like it would have been it would have been better to not. So I hope that people who are really interested just avoid it. With that being said, it's a very fun action sci-fi movie. It reminds me a lot of a Tom Cruise action sci-fi movie from a couple of years ago, before well before the pandemic, that I saw randomly. A lot of people were like meh about, but I thought like it's a, it's a lot of fun. Like a kind of under the radar movie that's a lot of fun. I thought 65 was really well done. Could it have been a little bit like touched up a little bit better? Yes. Like I think the writing duo is fine, but I think you could have done a few different things to make it more interesting. But all in all, to me, it's a see it. Like, I think if you're looking just for a fun weekend action adventure movie, 65 is a fun movie. And and despite the trailer kind of ruining that aspect to it, 
when you have two actors that are really good and they play off each other well, it made for a fun race through a prehistoric Earth, which was really interesting. Yeah, novel concept. Bummer that yeah. the... Yeah. Yeah, just Hollywood. Why do I know. they do the and things they do? I don't get it. If it was just, oh, it's Adam Driver and it's just a planet and he's got to get this person out and we don't know what's out there, boom. Like that would have been enough. But yeah, they, they give away what could have been the cool thing. But there you go. That's my review for 65. It's a see it. I think people should check it out. I watched the Beanie Bubble on Apple TV. Um, I've been paying for Apple TV ever since I watched Coda what, two years ago, a year ago, and yeah, haven't yeah. watched anything since. Just hemorrhaging <laughs> money to... Wait, wait, nothing? Not even a show or anything? Not even a show. We started wow. the second season of Tim Lasso or Tom Lasso, whatever oh, his name Ted, is. Yeah, Ted, yeah, Ted. Yeah, Ted, Ted. And we didn't, finish, we didn't finish the second season. So I, I was talking to Dan, and Dan said, well, let's try to watch something before you delete it. So then I saw an ad for this beanie bubble, and it looks quite funny, so I thought I'd check it out. Um, it's considered a drama comedy. Zach Galifianakis, Elizabeth Banks, a couple other people. Um, I did not recognize Zach Galifianakis because he shaved and he does not have a beard. That's the first time I've ever seen him, I think, without a beard. I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. You're um, right. So I thought the movie was quite good. I really enjoyed it. It did a thing which I don't typically like where there's multiple timelines or there's like two oh. timelines and things are kind of um weaving in and the movie is from three different characters point of view right. and um so there's a lot of kind of like narrative jumping but then it pays off at the end and i thought oh well that was quite good and i'm glad that that paid off and they weren't just doing like a back and forth it is and that um, made it worth it for you like that it made that it worth made it it, wor it made it worth it typically i don't like that but for this movie i thought it was a good payoff the movie, why I wanted to watch it, it's because it's literally about the Beanie Baby bubble of the 90s. Yes. So 90 babies will remember. Beanie Babies were huge. Um, and this movie is essentially about the rise of um, the Beanie Baby um, and its founder. But it, it, the story is told from the point of view of the three women who allegedly like made the company what it was. Um, it's based on an actual like book, like a true story book i found it interesting that so i like anytime you watch a movie or a biopic or anytime you watch a movie that's based on a true story or a biopic i i like most people then go on wikipedia to see how accurate it is right mm -hmm. so it turns out like the three they like didn't fictionalize the founder or like they did obviously like fictionalize it because it's a movie but like his name is Ty Warner, same same name as in real life. And then these three women who allegedly like helped him in real life were all fictionalized. Like they all had made up names. And like one character was like a conflation of like multiple people. And I thought that was that was an That's interesting odd. choice. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I haven't read the book, so like I don't know, like I don't know why they would have done that. So I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, but I thought the acting was very good. The writing was very good. I found it funny. Um, it has a really good soundtrack, um, very nineties nostalgia. And then I went on Wikipedia and apparently it has horrible reviews. And I thought <laughs> the fans will like this. Longtime listeners will like this. Am I taking crazy pills? Because <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie and I think it's a, a, a see it, you know, it's a low investment. If you have 
Apple TV. It's free to you. I thought it was a very enjoyable hour and 50 minutes. The hour and 50 minutes flew by. Um, you know, Elizabeth Banks is always fun to watch on screen or whatever. Thought it had a really good payoff in the end. And all of the reviews were like, so cliche, um, vapid, uh, you know, <laughs> like all these, like, it has like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, wow, this really was not my experience of the movie. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed it, Mike. I thought it was good. I think Zach Galifianakis is a lot of fun to watch. And it like didn't even look like him. Um, yeah, I thought the writing was good. That was one of the critiques. Like they were like the like insipid writing or like whatever when people, I don't know, like some things can just be fun and breezy. You know what I mean? Well, like it's a breezy yeah. movie. Like can't can't people just like you can just have fun with a movie if yeah. it's more relaxed and what have you like that's that's also, fine. It's, it's not a documentary, you know what I mean? They're like no. it had very little to say about the state of capitalism <laughs> and greed, but like it's a comedy about Beanie yeah. Babies. Yeah, it's not it's not really supposed supposed to I guess like it's just like it's more it's a movie. Yeah, they're, they're, not all even though they're biopics, you have to understand going into movies they're going to take liberties. And I, this, like, I think that's understood. The fact that, like, the three women that are portrayed in this movie are, like, fictionalized versions of, like, real people, but, like, they don't even have the names of the real people. You know that this isn't, like, a true biopic or documentary. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's just an adaptation of events that happened. So, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. It is a see it for me. I guess take that with a grain of salt because the critics do not like it. But... Yeah, it was just a breezy hour 50. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's like sometimes, Mike, when you read reviews, it's like, do people just like not want to have fun? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not everything <laughs> has to be serious. You can yeah. just, yeah. yeah. So anyways, that I just, I know we're short on time, but I didn't have a lot to say no, about this movie anyways, because I just yeah. thought it was breezy and a fun watch. And I like Zach Galifianakis and I think Elizabeth yeah. Banks is funny. And so, yeah, I enjoyed it. If yeah. you have Apple TV give it a watch yeah and i think sometimes that's all you need that's all you want you can have fun with it um very quickly the other movie i saw on a wing and a prayer uh just to give you something completely different uh this was maybe the worst movie i've ever seen of all time uh it's uh it has no redeeming qualities to it um it has some of the worst written dialogue ever like there's one scene where a a, a mom comes in to talk to her daughter who's some like aviation expert who by the way taylor has nothing to do with the movie has okay. no, no contributing facts whatsoever this daughter her mom's like oh like you know your father's waiting for you we're gonna go do this whatever and she's like mom i don't like these things anymore ever since i turned 13 i've changed and that's my character and I'm like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> like, uh, did you read stage direction? Like, what? She what literally said, and that's happened? my character. And that's my character. And then, like, just continued to go with it. And so okay. the whole time that this disaster is happening, and Dennis Quaid and his family is in this plane, and he's trying to land it. And the, like, good part of the movie was him communicating with the different towers and people trying to talk him into how to land the plane. Right. That was kind the of well done. disaster aspect yeah. of the movie. That was interesting. And that was well done. And Dennis Quaid's a very good actor. And that really worked. This whole time, they have a parallel story of this, this girl who, who yelled at her mom and tell, told her what her character is. Her little friend, some, other, some little boy who like lives down the street. The two of them listening on a radio they shouldn't have. And then they like get on their bikes and go out to the like 
airport to watch this disaster. Well, they're also explain because she's an aviation like nut and and is always like loved aviation. She's, I think sorry, she's there. not on the airplane. No, no, no. She has nothing to do with this. She's just some little twelve-year-old or thirteen-year-old girl who likes airplanes. So she knows, I, I guess, something. a lot about like, airplanes. She's not the daughter of Dennis Quaid no, in this movie? No, she has nothing to do with Dennis Quaid and the family at all. They just keep cutting to scenes of her and her little friend talking about the disaster as it's happening. Because she she then, I think she's used as a device to explain things to the audience. Oh, like the technical aspect yeah, of it? Yeah, we're all dumb, so we can't understand what's going on. That, you know, a, a trained pilot's dead, and why can't Dennis Quaid just land this plane? Like, she has to explain why. So I think that's why. But then it goes nowhere. They just, they just keep cutting to these people, and eventually they end up at the airport, and a security guard chases them. And so we have a chase scene of these two kids on a bike... And a security guard in, like, a, a car chasing these kids around. Is it a family movie? Because maybe that they're supposed to appeal to, like, the younger audience. I would say it's a family movie, yes. It's a lot about family. As I said, like, faith is, like, a big part of it, but more so in the sense that, like, Just their, their family is religious. Yeah, the, as the character, their family's very religious. And, I mean, I think it does get into a little bit of, like, when he lands, there's a little bit of, like rediscovering your faith and that that is kind of like a big part of what's going on so yes i would say it's a family film first and foremost the set like somewhere in the south everyone has southern accents and everyone's like very very like hyper religious and for whatever reason we needed to take time out of the disaster and the cool like oh we're gonna get we're gonna get like a a pilot on on the phone who's really familiar with these types of planes and we're gonna get him involved in this like that was kind of interesting but we had to take time out of it to follow these kids on a Goonies style adventure uh, for no reason. They contributed in no way. I thought it was going to like, they did something like all oh, these kids did something. She phones the tower and says, yeah, this is the piece says, that's missing. Yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> hey, trained adults. These are the things that's missing. Yeah. But that never happens. Uh, and so that, that type of thing, it just never happens. And, and that's, this movie is filled and riddled with these problems where there's just weird things in there and really terribly written dialogue that doesn't help the movie out at all. It's 100% a skip it, even though the concept itself was kind of interesting and that's why I decided to watch it. Um, and I'm like, oh, Dennis Quaid, good actor, might be kind of worth watching, was not. He did uh, it for the it, paycheck. <laughs> he, he did it for the paycheck probably. It was not very good. He was not, like, it, it, the movie just didn't work for me. Um, it was, a, it's a skip, a terribly written dialogue, awful movie, could have been so much better if you just focused. And, and that was an Amazon original? That was an Amazon original, yes. I Based thought on their, a true story. their originals are better than Netflix, but they are not immune to the Netflix B-movie syndrome. No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I don't know. This one, this one is not, was not good. <laughs> so skip, <laughs> do yourself a favor and watch 65. Um, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, once again, sorry again about the issues on the episode last week. Hopefully it's up now so you can get last week's episode uh, and this week's one. Always keep those fan questions coming, though, if you want to. We're always happy to answer them, even outside of our mailbag episodes. Go see some movies. <laughs>